Yeah. So how about that? Are you nervous? I know that you're you're uh, optimistic. I like that, but is there not part of your stomach stomach that's a little sour about uh, what's waiting? I, I told you, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. I really, really believe that. I really feel okay. that. Good. The team that won 106 games is going to be traveling up north to San Francisco on Friday night to take on the team that won 107 games. Um, that the two best teams in baseball, as idiotic as it is, one of them's fighting <laughs> to just play for Friday while Atlanta's sitting at home and they're safe and sound. Or <laughs> they're good. Milwaukee's, <laughs> hey, you know what? Even though we uh, we were down 15 games or eight games or whatever they were, um, I think they'll be okay. Trav, that doesn't mean that. 50 different scenarios can't play out tonight. Yeah. That doesn't mean that Max Scherzer can have a similar start that he had over the last two uh, two starts. Last two starts he had, he got shelled. Yeah, no, he picked a really weird time, bad Absolutely. time, Absolutely. to throw a couple of eggs up there, Yeah, right? Just that he'd been cruising. We we, we, we Was that Scherzer's from, game with the four home runs? Um yes i think so yes i want to say that it was when they came back yeah because remember we said that he got chased out of the game but they came back and won any they they still have won every game he's pitched in colorado they had a big lead he gave it back they still won the game i think an extra against the brewers the 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 same kind of thing happened along the way all right but here's here's the deal you said it there's 50 different scenarios that could play out and that's probably on the low end right there's a million things that could have that a a bad hop uh, a bad call there's there's just a million things that can phil nevin uh, trying to bring somebody around third i I feel like this is just karma this is travis rogers karma coming around again phil nevin and i competed against each other as high school baseball players he was at el dorado high school i was at arcadia high school go apaches when i was at 1090 down in san diego the we had the padres broadcast down there Phil Nevin was a part of that sure. broadcast crew. So sure. in a weird way, we're all connected, Trev. So the El Dorado, I don't know what they are, like the Eagles or something like okay. that. They knocked us out of the CIF playoffs my senior year, Phil Nevin's senior year. Mm. I go to UC Santa Barbara to play baseball. Phil mm-hmm. Nevin goes to Cal State Fullerton to play baseball. Phil Nevin is the first pick in the draft after our junior year. Number one overall. The, the Keyshawn of that draft, wow. right? Number one. He would wear me out. Okay, he goes and has a nice long uh, major league career. I'm doing this. <laughs> okay, so it's it it hasn't been an equitable baseball ride. But let me just put this out there. Yeah, I didn't hate seeing him send there and judge home and watch him get thrown out by 400 feet. I kind of enjoyed that moment. Did you see how many? This is the worst thing that can happen. Okay, I thought about this yesterday. I'm like, okay, there are a lot of times the camera's going to focus in on the pitcher just that just got shelled. A lot of times the camera's going to pan in on an umpire that made a bad call. Uh-huh. There's a lot of times the camera's going to, uh, I don't know, somebody uh, somebody drops a foul ball that was right in their hands. You know, the camera likes to do things. You know what you don't see too much of? 64 <laughs> clips of the third baseman during a game. Third Did base that coach. Not, or the third third base coach. Did <laughs> yes. that not happen yesterday? Every, every, for, for a good two innings, Phil Nevin had more uh, camera time than Judge. Here are the people that never want to be on TV. An umpire an offensive lineman, and a third base coach. If you're on TV, something terrible just happened. Yeah. Okay? No, Nobody shows the play where bang, bang, play at the plate, and you got it right. They don't show it 10 more times, right? They only show the bang, bang play that you missed 10 more times. The broadcast yesterday was like, hey, just in case you <laughs> forgot, this is Phil Nevin. Well, look, it, I mean, they've finally gotten some some traction. They'd hit a home run. There was a runner on base. You get a double. You should probably run into an out-at-home plate right there. 
probably not a great decision. If you're an O-lineman, the only time they ever say your name is when you held. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There are certain jobs that an anonymity means you're doing it really, okay. really well. Here's another great one for a lineman when it's a false start yeah. and he just goes by himself. <laughs> Nobody else is moving. He's backpedaling. He's got his hands going for back and forth. two and a half seconds, it's <laughs> yeah. like, bro, stop. Nobody yeah. else is moving. <laughs> the other four guys are still in their stance. Yeah, that's not a that's not a good deal. Let's go back to this for a second. The 50 different scenarios that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers have a formula that is remarkably successful. They, they have a formula when it comes to drafting guys. They have a formula when it comes to developing guys. They have a formula that comes when to make a trade or this guy or that guy, an acquisition. They have a formula that has led to them winning the division eight years in a row. And then this ninth year, they didn't win the division, but they won 106 games. Yeah. Okay, It works. It works. And if the formula says, in the fifth inning with a one-run lead, you bring in Phil Bickford. In the sixth inning with a one-run lead, you bring in Alex Vezia. And then in the seventh, we do Joe Kelly. And then the eighth, we do Blake Trinan. And in the ninth, we do Kenley Jansen. That's fine. If you want to bring in Phil Bickford in the fifth inning against the St. Louis Cardinals in July, Mm -hmm. great. Not tonight. This is not a big sample. This is the ultimate small sample. It is a one-game scenario, which means if you get in a situation where Max Scherzer's a little shaky, shaky. do I go get him? Do I not go get him? It has to be Julio Urias, unless it's the eighth or ninth inning. If you need to get from it, it has to be. And if it, whether it's a one-run game, Jorge Castillo, a two-run game, LA a five-run game, mm-hmm. you, he has to be your next guy. So Jorge Castillo in the LA Times said that uh, obviously on the wrist, on the roster to pitch out of the bullpen, Dodgers would. This is the part that I find interesting, and I think you're going to completely go against it. Okay. He adds the Dodgers would prefer not to have him pitch tonight, so he'd be 100% available to start Game Two sure. of the NLDS if they get that far. Walker Bueller would start Game One. I, I don't even want to look you in the eyes and ask you of a scenario on Friday because you don't care. Neither will Dave Roberts. Neither will anybody else. Friday is literally as if it's next season. <laughs> well, it is. It could be next if you, season. If you lose, it is next season. So the, you know, trying to position. Uh-huh. I, I, I threw this out to you earlier. If you got a 4-1 lead in the sixth, Urias. nobody out. Urias. Two guys are on. Urias. There's, there's no scenario. Yeah, that, look, if it's 10 to nothing. And, and Scherzer is laboring in the sixth inning, sure, it can be somebody else. But if it, no, it's it, a different but, scenario. But, the, but the game's over. If there's any scenario where one swing brings the game back to within one gotta more go swing, you've got to go get your best, best you go yeah. do it. Can, yeah. Think about it this way. Imagine you and I coming in here tomorrow morning. Can and, you and, believe and, Dave Roberts and, didn't bring in and Julio? the scenario mm-hmm. is Alex Vezia gave up a home run in the sixth inning to turn a 5-2 to two game into a five, five, five to five game. Yeah. I mean that that's that's fireable on the spot kind of stuff, right? Okay. So, I mean, you don't even have to think about that. That's hey, I need to see you right now. You're done, uh, Bob Guerin. You're calling the rest of this game. Well, the Do- the Yankees were in a kind of an interesting spot yesterday. Uh-huh. We talked about Yankees Red Sox, their wild card game. Um, Garrett Cole, who's making, I think he's, I think he's going to make. $1.4 billion over the next two years, okay? I think we, that's right. We know. <laughs> I looked it up. That Actually, I, I fact-checked it. He's obviously going to make an incredible amount of money, and that game yesterday was a Garrett Cole game. That's why you came to the Yankees. You came to the Yankees to pitch in a one-game scenario. You need it. All the, you know, obviously all the cards are on the table. This is it. One game or you go home. That's Garrett Cole's game. Aaron Boone had to make a, a decision 
in the third inning with two on. They're already down three nothing, and I think a lot of people kind of question. You're already taking Garrett Cole out. Mm-hmm. It's the right decision I because agree. the dude who came in out of the bullpen um, got the ground ball. He, he needed, got out of got, the situation. Got out of the situation, and then Yankees couldn't put it put up any runs, so it didn't matter. Dave Roberts going to be looked at tonight. Is Dave Roberts? You know, I just use this season as an example. 106 wins. We still get way too many calls on Dave Roberts made this mistake. I can't believe Dave Roberts did that. Why is Dave Roberts managing this team? That's in a 106-win season. If a scenario plays out tonight where Dave Roberts wins you the game or makes a call that loses you the game, it's such a drastic change of what the, you know, obviously the vibe will be around Dave Roberts. Yeah, look, there there are a couple of big decisions that he's going to have to make. He's got to make a big decision before the game even starts. Who plays first base? Who plays center field? Those are two big question marks, right? We're we're waiting to see. There was uh, I heard something yesterday that they were thinking Albert Pujols at first base and Gavin Lux in center field, which to me seems like if you're going through all the combinations, that's the one I like the least, Mm -hmm. quite honestly. Um, But look, the decision on what you just described, it's is he getting hit hard? Is he throwing strikes? then maybe you leave him in there. Maybe you don't leave him in there. But if it's just a run here or there, for instance, let's say this, that Paul Goldschmidt catches a ball and it goes over the fence and it's one to nothing in the first inning. Solo home run. Okay, and then the next inning you've got Yadier Molina who hits one and it's two to nothing. But the other guys, he's just gone right through them. That's not all hands on deck, five alarm fire stuff. That's, all right, we're in a weird spot. It's, is he walking guys? Are guys barreling him? Is he not able to locate? Is he, you know, if the if the catcher's set up inside, is he is the pitch out? Is he missing by him? Those are the things you're looking at more than just, hey, is he giving up runs? Is he walking guys? Are they hitting him hard? All right, today's stat hero of the day is the starting pitching in the NL wild card game. So Wainwright versus Scherzer. Let me, uh, Trav, kind of throw a couple of playoff uh, averages for you. So Wainwright in the playoffs, uh, 2.89 ERA. That's over 28 games, 109 innings pitched. Scherzer playoff averages, 3.38 ERA, uh, 22 games pitched for him, 112 innings. So listen, you got pretty it, similar. It's not that pretty similar. It, it, it's not you're walking in and you're just assuming Garrett Cole is just going to go through the Boston Red Sox. It's not that at all. If both of these guys have good starts, you wouldn't be surprised or shocked. You'd probably be more surprised if you know Wainwright's out after the third inning or I, Scherzer's out after I, the third. I inning. really do think it's going to come down to who has a bullpen move that works out better than the other guy, and whose guy gets the big hit. I, I don't think this game is going to be 8 to nothing one way or the other. It's going to be 5 to 3. It's be a close game. It's going to be 6 to 4. It might be it might be 10 to 8, but it, it feels like it's going to be a close game and okay, do I deploy Albert right now or do I wait or do I hold on to Urias for an extra inning because it's a wild game and I'm going to have to hit for the pitcher and I don't want to do it right. There are decisions to be made in this and I don't know if Wainwright or Scherzer, put it to you this way Al, when we come in here tomorrow, I don't know if it's going to be, did you see that starting pitching performance from blank? I think there's going to be, it's going to be something other than that. Just come in here tonight. I'll still be here. <laughs> You've got a day. <laughs> yeah, you did you bring a cot or like a sleeping bag or something that you've got going on the rest of the day? I liked your Stat Hero uh, numbers, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Trav and Slee Show. Stat Hero, first ever Daily Fantasy sportsbook that gives the player the advantage. They show you the lineups. You can't beat that. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for 300% back on your first play. You know what number I like better? What do you like? Trey Turner's batting 421 against Adam Wainwright. I like that number better. Okay, let's do this when we come back. 
Can we get some Dodger calls in here? How are you feeling about tonight's game? A one-game take-it-all. Basically, you go home or you obviously move on against the San Francisco Giants. 877-710-ESPN. How do you feel about the matchup? Where are you watching the game? Uh, are, are you going to end up watching the game? Are you like me where you watch it on your own or are you trying to go to a bar and uh, – Travis, it's a risky move because I have to. This, I'll, I'll lose my mind if I'm in my house. I the one, work. the one thing you do as risky of a move that is, if it plays out your way, it's a freaking party. So you don't have to Ooh. go anywhere after that. All right, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. We'll do that coming up next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Well, since you asked... There's going to be some pepperoni. There's going to be some sausage. There'll be some onions. There'll be some jalapenos on there. Um, Good touch with the jalapenos. Yeah, great touch uh, with the jalapenos. I may may go some mushroom on there. I, I if, if the people I'm with are not mushroom people, I could unnecessary. Leave it off, you don't have to have it. on I there. like that. That's pretty good. You know what? I don't hate on my pizza. Well, that's what black that's, olive. That's what Chris. No, black olive is good too. Chris yeah. was uh, kind of mentioning that there's no asking other people. He's Trying to make the case that you're going to have your own pizza. Well, no. I, we're, look, there's going to be three of us. Do you eat there more? Will be more than one pizza. Do you eat more or pizzas. less when your squad is winning or losing? I eat less when I'm in front of other people. I, I don't. I don't. I'm with li- you on that. I, I do not yeah. like to go crazy in front of pe- people yep. that can see me. That's something to be done in private. Yeah, but this is. It's let's say. Let's say three innings in, Dodgers are up three nothing. Eh, I'm still going to take it easy. I mean, I'm going to eat pizza. I'll have. I'll have four or five slices of pizza in the three hours that game is on TV. That sounds about right. Costco size style? No, that's those are double pieces. I'm not eating ten pieces of pizza. I'm not as animal. For debate, nobody's. <laughs> I mean, nobody questioned it. If I was at home, maybe that's a, a a more viable option. But in front of people where they can see me, that's not going to happen. All right. Very classy in front of people. Very classy. <laughs> that, that, that's my deal. Um, the roster is out. We're still waiting to see the uh, the lineup that yep. they're going to put out. But I, I was I was flipping through this and the pitching. David Price is not on the roster. Not a huge surprise there because there really isn't a scenario where he would pitch today that the only scenario that exists with him pitching today is if the Dodgers are getting blown out at that point what does it matter Mm. right I I think that's it so everyone else that's on the pitching roster is somebody that you could see pitching in a relief role in a close game including Julio by the way yeah no I think Julio is your first call Mm -hmm. unless it's you know if look if Max Scherzer pitches eight innings I don't think Julio is going to pitch the ninth but yeah I think you're right What's interesting to me is you look at the the outfielders that they have on this the, the roster. They have Bellinger, Betts, Lux, McKinney, Pollock, Luke Rayleigh, and then this name here. Steven Souza Jr. is on the roster for today's game. He hasn't played a ton for this team this year. He's played a little bit. He's been around the major leagues for a while. But I think the only reason he's on this roster right here is because he's right-handed, which means... Come off the bench? Yeah. I, I, look, he's not going to start. You're going to mm-hmm. pinch hit him in a role. In the, so why is he there as a right-handed pinch hitter? Anybody want to do the math with me out loud? I'll guess. Yeah. Yesterday I mentioned that we, we kind of gave our predictions. By the way, we still have no idea who's going to start, and this has been you know, – it's kind of been fun to actually throw out all the different scenarios, unfortunately, because Muncie got, uh, got injured. Now you got two spots that you're trying to fill. 
think Pujols is at first? I think Pujols might play first base today because why else is Souza on the roster? Because Pujols is your number one right-handed bat off the bench. Yeah. If you have him off the bench, then you want a. Why do you need Souza on the roster? You wouldn't need him, right? It just it it. I mean that to me, and who knows? I'm I'm maybe reading between the lines a little too much here, but that leads me to believe that Albert at first base is a real possibility, okay, which I don't love. Here's my genuine, genuine question to you. Hit me. By the time we get to maybe the you know the roster or the starting lineup is going to come out in the next hour or so, whatever the case. Maybe we're on air. Maybe we're not. We're going to go till one uh, thirty. Yeah. Who do you think Dave Roberts is putting at center for tonight's game? You know what, Al? Not not who you want. Who do you think? I don't know. I I really, truly don't know. I know who I want. I want Cody Bellinger. But to your question... (laughs) That kind of sounds funny. I I know. It does. It really does. Because all year long, the way you've talked about Bellinger, I've never heard you so passionate. I want Bellinger. This is interesting. And and it's a perfect example. I hadn't even thought of it like this. It's a perfect example. We're not playing 50 more games. Nope. Playing one. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, we're playing one, and I need somebody that's going to cover some ground out there. To answer your question about what Dave, I don't know. Could Gavin Lux play center field? Sure. Cody? Yep. Taylor? Yep. First base? Pujols? Yep. First I don't base, think Lux will be there. Beatty? I don't Beatty, think Lux I will say. be there. I, I, I don't know. You would fall off your chair if all of a sudden when that lineup hits your phone here in a couple minutes, it says Gavin Lux, eight. I think it's, I wouldn't. It's, it's going to either be Chris Taylor or Bellinger that's in center. And I think it will be Beatty or Pulho sets at first. It's going to be one of those. It, I hope it's Beatty, and I hope that it's Bellinger. But I, re- I sometimes you can feel what Roberts is going to do. It's kind of I'm telling you right now that Steven Souza on the roster leads me to believe that there may be an Albert Pujols sighting at first base to start this game, which is interesting. I don't hate it, but I re- I don't like it at all. Well, listen, if he does end up starting, um, it will go back to one of the points I was trying to make yesterday. Here's a guy, the experience, this long in the league, obviously getting an opportunity to go up against his old squad, the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, it, it would have more to do with that than anything else. But we'll see what happens because nothing is official. Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. Let's try Lake Balboa and Solomon. Solomon, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Oh, hey, guys. Travis. Yes. I'm going to try to talk, I'm gonna try to talk you down a little bit. I got- okay. Three tips for you, if you don't mind, from 72-year-old Solomon. Hit me. I to live up to my name that I have to <laughs> to say, okay? Okay. Regarding your, your nervousness, your anxiety, number one, what you put your attention on is what you get in life. You keep putting your attention on, not losing, not losing, not we can't lose, can't lose. If you're not careful, you'll get it. Number two, what you resist persists. You keep resisting anything in life, it will keep resisting. And number three, which handles the first two, be willing to experience anything. Win or lose, you're okay with it. You're not going to be destroyed. Of course, we prefer winning. And if you put your attention on that, like number, rule number one, you probably get it. If you don't, you move on. You're not devastated. And you know, it's funny in life, things we worry about happening, usually it doesn't happen. That's a funny thing in life. And if it does, because you were willing to experience it, it's okay. Solomon, good work. Okay. Go work out of you. First of all, I'm going to need you to stay on hold because I need you to give Emily your phone number. I'm going to have to call you at, say, like 615 to have you go over this that with me again. That was philosophical. Because that's awesome. That Thank was you. amazing. That was fantastic. And that had nothing to do with the Dodgers game. I just took stuff today from this show because of Solomon that I'm going to incorporate to game two of the preseason game for the Lakers. <laughs> okay, but here's... 
I, I like the first one. We say, you know, you got to put positive thoughts out there. If yeah. you keep worrying about don't lose, don't lose, don't lose, well, what's going to happen? This is, lose. this is something I can take from my golf life, right? If you say, hey, don't hit it on the water to the right, that's bad. That's negative thoughts. Instead, you say, hey, let's make sure this ball's to the left. That's positive, okay? Don't hit it right, bad. Hit it left, good. That's a, So I'm going to do that. Let's find a way to play really well today and win the game. Check the first box, Holloman. The other one is what you continue to resist persists. I like that. I'm just going to stop putting that out there. I'm okay. The other part, you willing to experiment anything. playing Cardinal Highlights. Don't do it. There's, Don't do what? It's not supposed to give you Clark a... and Tom Needenfuehr going head to head. And the ball game on the line. How does this help? crowd on its feet. How do you take from what One he just said? One way or another, what a way to end. You can hear the ball hit the back. And that one is gone. For that type of audio back in the days, back in the days, in the 80s, it wasn't like old time where they're taking cable cars to the game. Doesn't it sound like it? Listen listen to the audio right there. Does that not sound? Let me listen to it again. And Tom Needenfewer picking up the pitching bird. And that's driven a deep the other Tom Needenfewer home on the bad. You want to play any highlights from Dodgers winning a World Series last season? Well, let's do this because it's. The, I'm not worried about the World Series yet, Al. We got it. You're 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 on to the world. I'm worried about the St. Louis Cardinals. How about my guy Mark Loretta with a game-winning hit, Game Two, Oh Nine. And a line drive to center field, base hit. And That's more like win. it. That's more like it. Dodgers win. I like hitting that. My buddy Mark Loretta got that hit. That's uh, that's that's great. But the last part: be willing to experiment anything. Even if they lose, they'll be okay. I understand, Solomon, that you know there's sure, not going to be a go lightning on. strike yeah, at the yeah. moment that it happens, and, yeah. and that's the end of me. I understand that. I really don't want to. I've experienced it enough. Did you not hear the cuts? So I'm, I'm two for three with you, Solomon. I'm willing to get two of those three things along the way. Okay, uh, we'll take more of your phone calls. If you guys want to be a part of the show, 877-710-ESPN. Um, Trav, there's a, uh, there's a big game coming up. You know, we forget. This is what's happened in L.A. Yeah, the Monday Night Football game. You have obviously the um, Dodgers and uh, and St. Louis going tonight, mm-hmm. and then tomorrow you have uh, the Seahawks and the Rams playing Thursday. C- can you find any more? Can you find another city in front of the spotlight as much as the uh, uh, obviously L.A. has? It is a very busy day here in L.A. Plus, we're going to talk with ESPN MLB expert Kyle Peterson is going to join us next and get you ready for the Dodgers and the Cards, which is coming up later today. It's all right here. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, Dodgers and Cards, National League wild card game tonight at Dodger Stadium. ESPN Radio is going to have the call. Boog Shambi will be doing the play-by-play, and ESPN baseball analyst Kyle Peterson will be on the color commentary as well. He joins us right now. KP, appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks a bunch. Yeah, man, all good. Good to talk to you guys. All right, so let's just start right here. Al has been trying to talk me off a ledge because the Dodgers have a better record. They're playing really good baseball, and I'm just terrified of the whole one-and-done format coming into this after winning 106 games. Should I be as nervous as I am, or are the Dodgers in a pretty good spot? Uh, is a blanket yes okay to that answer? I mean, <laughs> I, I Yes, I'd be nervous um, because, I mean, listen, if they play this game 10 times, the Dodgers win it seven, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're only playing it once. And so anything can happen. I mean, somebody can run into one and make it one nothing, and that can hold up. So, yeah, it, it's. I think it's the beauty and the curse of, of a one-game playoff and that from an excitement standpoint, I mean, if, if you're just a fan, not necessarily a fan of any individual team, but if you're just a fan, 
it is, I mean, we saw it last night with the Yankees and the Red Sox. It is great theater, um, but it's, it's also very unpredictable. Kyle, we've been uh, spending the last couple of days trying to get into inside Dave Roberts' mind and figure out, okay, who's going to play at center, who's going to play at first? If you think, and this is just strictly your opinion, what do you think is in the best interest of the Dodgers? Should it be Bellinger out there at center? Should Pujols grab first? I mean, what would you do if you're Dave Roberts, and what do you think we should expect? Um, Dave Roberts is a little bit more qualified than I am to make this statement, but um, <laughs> I I would not be shocked to see Pujols in the lineup. If it were, I don't know, Flaherty, or somebody that we may see Flaherty tonight, but um, if it were somebody that was more high-end velocity-based, I don't think that Pujols would, would maybe get the consideration that I would assume he's getting. We don't know for a fact. Um, you know, but, but Wainwright, from a fastball standpoint, is, is not that. I mean, his average fastball is going to be about 90 miles an hour. And when Pujols has struggled, especially later on in his career, a lot of those struggles have been velocity-based. So, I mean, to that point, um, I wouldn't be shocked to to see if you can catch lightning, well, in a Hall of Fame bottle tonight, hmm. um, and and flip Pujols in there and and see if see if he can run into one because I don't think it would surprise anybody if he does. Kyle Peterson will be on the call tonight, ESPN Radio, Dodgers and Cardinals National League the wild card game coming up. You mentioned Dave Roberts a second ago. How, how much differently does he need to manage? You know, you look at Schilt on the other side. Does he need to manage knowing that it's a, a one-and-done situation? It's very rare in baseball to find yourself in these moments. How, how do they approach this differently than just a random game in the middle of the season? Well, I think you saw it with Aaron Boone last night. I mean, he went out and got Garrett Cole in the third inning, and there's no chance they go get Garrett Cole in the third inning if it's, honestly, any other game the entire season. They just don't. But the difference in this is you have, I mean, both of them have good bullpens, but you have more of a loaded bullpen today uh, because you're not loading your roster up with four more starters. So it just gives you more options if you want to go to that bullpen earlier. Um, You know, and and the Dodgers especially are so well-known just for the matchup game that they can play out of the bullpen. And I don't think there's such a thing as too early now. I mean, you got a lock Hall of Famer and a guy that's having about as good a season as he's ever had. And Scherzer on the mound for the Dodgers and Wainwright seemed to find something that, you know, he he hasn't, at least not in the last few years, historically he has. Uh, but that being said, you, tonight is an eye test day. And I, I think that, you know, 162 games is more of probably a data play. I think today the eye test plays even more um, and we saw Boney do that in the third inning last night I think you'll see both of these guys do it early today if they feel they need to do it Kyle I know this won't apply to tonight's game in itself but I'm just kind of ask you big picture do you think baseball understands and determines you can't have a team that won 106 games playing for their playoff lives before uh, they even get into a five game set or you know hopefully a seven game set after this um it, Something changed. Do you think that Major League Baseball looks at this and understands that for uh, the best competition, it's going to be smarter to reseed once you get into the postseason? Do you think this Dodgers example will will push them over the edge? Um, not if they keep it to five teams, no. But I, I think the solution is to go beyond that. And I mean, honestly, like we had last year, I thought last year was awesome. I mean, when you get expanded playoffs, you get more teams into it. It's not a one game. Um, I think it was three games in the front end last year, and then and then it went to five. At least three gives you a little bit better chance to where you know a one game statistical isn't going to kill you. But I liked it. And I think from a 
I mean, selfishly, from a from a game standpoint and a fan base standpoint, you just had more fan bases engaged. More people were talking about baseball right now. Um, now these one games, I mean, they're exciting, and I don't know that you can replace that, except if you get to a game five or a game seven over these next few series. But that being said, you know, is it? It's the rules, and so by the rules this year, it is fair that the Dodgers are playing one game. But when you look at, I mean, they're the best team in the game. Just across the board, they're the best team in the game. And yet, if they have a rough three hours, um, <laughs> you know, they're not going to be playing on Friday. That's pretty crazy. It is very crazy. Kyle Peterson, ESPN baseball analyst, joining us. And I think a lot of people know this, KP, that you, of course, are a big part of ESPN's college baseball coverage as well. I'm a UC Santa Barbara alum. Should I be excited about Andrew Checkets and his squad this upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, I'd just be excited about Andrew Checkets still being there running that program. I mean, the, I, what he's done there and, you know, some of the big leaders that they've turned out. But it wasn't that long ago that the Gauchos were playing in Omaha. Um, oh, I was there. I enjoyed I every minute of it. See? <laughs> it, uh, he's built a program. Yeah. And obviously there was a history there before, but he's built a program. And it's not. it wasn't a one-year deal. Um, you know, and even though I grew up in the Midwest and still live in the Midwest, I get a huge affinity for West Coast baseball when it comes to the college. I think it's played really purely. So, yeah, man, I'm a big fan of, of him and the program and the job he's done. And um, I, I think that, I mean, they're a better program for as long as he's there. I know that. See you, Slee. I'm in a better mood already. Thanks, KP. Appreciate you coming on Thanks with Thanks for us. the time. Thanks. Bye, guys. Be good. All right, you got it. He, of course, was a multiple All-American at Stanford and pitched in the College World Series as well. So, yes, he has an affinity for West Coast baseball. And if you think I'm bringing on the ESPN college baseball expert and not asking about Santa Barbara and not asking him about my gauchos, you don't know me very well. By the way, what do you think? He talked about almost a – no, he's a fan of – two things were said. First, he's talked about how the 162 games, you could do all that analytics. But in a one game, you you better kind of change that up a little bit, have more of a hunch, put put all that to the side – and then expanded playoffs, yeah. uh, a, a, kind of a deeper playoff uh, system. He, he said the eye test matters. The eye test matters in one night. Mm-hmm. The, it, it absolutely does. Over the course of a season, it matters a lot less. And he, you know what he said? The phrase that I'm going to steal and use for the next uh, 50 minutes while we're out in the air, going to 130 today, a bad three hours. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the, if you just, that was a strong. bad yeah. three hours, yeah. all of a sudden this whole thing is in a totally different spot. So here's a question. Let's open it up to the group. Because we're going to 130 today, mm-hmm. right? The we bonus half hour before we hand it over to you and MT for the Laker pregame show. Yep. Do we do the dump next? Do we do it at 115? What do we do? Like, I, I just, I'm not quite sure how we, how we handle this. I, I have my thoughts. I have my thoughts. What do thoughts. you want to do? Emily, what do you think? I was thinking you got to keep the dump at the end. You got to wait till the end. One fifteen. Okay. Yeah, one fifteen. Taylor, what do you think? Taylor, I've got patience. All right. Yeah, I I think it's supposed to be a one fifteen. It's got to be the last segment. Let's take some more Dodger phone calls. Let's talk about what he said. The bad three hours and the the idea of what do you do with your bullpen because you have extra bullpen arms and Mm -hmm. Max Scherzer's the guy, but a bad three hours that is scaring the you know what out of me, Slee. That's next. Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So, 
I don't know if Kyle Peterson made me feel a lot better about what's coming up at five o'clock at Dodger Stadium because he 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 said I think he and I see these things very similarly. He said, "Look, you manage this game differently than you do a whole yeah, season, yeah. and a bad three hours is a really scary deal." The Dodgers are better; they play this game ten times, they win seven. I agree with all of these things. It's those other three. It, it did not fill me with warm fuzzies. It felt me with, oh boy, he's he's seeing it too. Listen, oh no, Trav. Here's the reality, uh, it, and you shouldn't feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> Dodgers got to go out there and make it happen. Like, there's no other way to put it. You know, I, I I mentioned that we heard Max Muncie play play Muncie real quick. Muncie was, oh, I'm sorry, not Max Muncie. We heard Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. Um, you want the roller coaster? or You want the uh, league of their own? I want uh, I, I want the league. I want him talking about the division and talking about being in this position and having this opportunity to play in tonight's game. Uh, no, uh, look, you, you have to win your division. We didn't win our division. Um, there's no crying in baseball. So we're in second place. We're in the wild card game. There's a way to kind of look at tonight's game. And I think, look, a lot of these Dodger players, it's not like they're going to be starstruck. It's not the first time they've ever been in this position. Can I tell you, that I think that's an underrated aspect of I this. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's not like, you know, it'd be one thing. There's not one guy in that lineup that's going to be, hey, what now? You know, you talked about momentum, that you don't think momentum really carries much. as much weight. Yeah. But one thing that carries probably more weight than anything else these guys, this isn't their first rodeo. It's not the first time they've ever been in this predicament situation or played meaningful games. I think there's going to be this embrace the freaking moment. Let's go out there and play some baseball. We know we're the better team. Can Listen, can a scenario, a nightmare scenario happen? It can, but you can't really think of it that way. Well, but see, here, I agree except for the very last part. I, I don't think Max Scherzer is envisioning a night. I, I am sure. That Max Scherzer, it's it's almost one o'clock. He's Scherzer's at the saying we didn't now. win the freaking division. No, I, we I should be playing. Today. I don't it. change anything. I, I totally get it, and I respect it. And he's probably at Dodger Stadium right now, or getting close to it, getting ready to pitch here. And what would that be? Four hours and change. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he's thinking about Ozzie Smith and Jack Clark. I don't think he's thinking about Clayton Kershaw. He doesn't care. He knows I'm one of the best guys that's ever done this. I'm going to get the ball. The last time I faced these guys, I tore them up, and I'm going to go do them again. I get it, and he shouldn't be thinking about. Well, this is unfair. We only, you know, 106 wins. Why are we? I get it. He he can't think like that. He doesn't have the luxury of looking at this thing from uh, from the lens that the fans do, from somebody that has been living and breathing Dodger baseball for 40 years. The way that I, I cannot not think of Jack Clark and Ozzie Smith and Matt Holliday and all of the things, you know, Chris Carpenter, not Chris Carpenter, Matt Carpenter getting that hit against Clayton Kershaw. They're just, it's, it's too recent. And it's been, I get it. It's been 30 years, 40 years, but it still feels so raw, not for Max Scherzer, but for me and for Dodger fans, it's just so real. Do you want some very non-shocking breaking news? Sure. Tingler out as the no, San you're Padres. kidding. <laughs> no, why? What did he ever do to deserve to you get blown out? Buddy, it still says at the end, Tingler has been offered an opportunity to remain with the organization. <laughs> yeah, you want to go be the Double uh, A batting coach in Round Rock, Texas? It's it's something something like that. I, the manager of the San Diego Padres is not one of the not, positions inside the organization. Be a chef. How do you do cooking wise? <laughs> maybe cooking the uh, cooking the locker room, the clubhouse. Put, put this thing around your neck and say, "Snow cone here." Peanut, peanut, can't tell the players without a program. Hey, Dodger souvenirs here, Padre souvenirs here. Well, if this wild card, wild card game should have been anybody, if it was Dodgers and Padres, <laughs> there was most of the season you thought it was going to be these two that faced each other. 
Cardinals were nine back at one point. <laughs> Crazy. And then made up what? They ended up nine games in front. Cotton candy, Cracker Jack. Is that Jace Tingler? <laughs> you know, I think they should take the picture out right here. Cotton candy, pizza, popcorn. What do you got? Dollar. Uh, Keep the change. Thank you, sir. <laughs> that whole deal. This will make Tingler me feel better. Tingler just threw me a bag of peanuts. This makes no <laughs> he would sense miss. here. <laughs> Wrong row. Wrong row. Jace. Manuel in Gardena will make me feel better. What's up, buddy? Cracker Jack for you here. Man, I think you might have missed your calling, uh, Trav. That's pretty solid. That was a hell of a, uh, a call out. I like it, man. You could have been one of those beer men. Yeah. Anyhow, hey, it is going to be a bad three hours for those pukes in the Midwest, in Missoula, or wherever the hell they're rallying their red bird parents. Missoula's in Montana, today. but that's. Hey, we are important. due for this, Travis, for the reason you said, needing fewer, fat Matt stairs, all yes. of it. Oh, Matt it's Stair, our time it. now, okay? The Cardinals can kiss my entire ass because today they go down. The Dodgers are going to put crooked numbers up, See? mark my word, three different innings. Thank three you, different Manuel. innings, Trav. Three crooked numbers and three different innings. Yup, and I got a tally. 10 to 4. Now, hey. we all know Arenado and Goldschmidt are going to homer, but it's going to be offset by Belly Bomb, by Seeger, and by our dude AJ Pollock. All right? We got this, fellas. No need for the ledge. And that idiot who always calls calling for Dave Roberts' uh, job, <laughs> take a day off, man. We don't need to hear from you. <laughs> All right, Manuel, solid call. Can, can I say something? Uh-huh. If you'd have started the show like that, I feel better already. You'd have had. You'd have had all these people who were driving just around Southern California. They just take off. Say, we're going to Dodger Stadium. They don't even have tickets. That's the type of vibe you would have gave. <laughs> You're playing these old highlights. Manuel came strong. By the way, he said that. Can we let's be let's be conf- or let's be honest with our listeners here? Mm-hmm. There was a call earlier. It was Tony where? Santa Clarita. We thought it was Kyle from yesterday. Yeah. We thought it was the, the guy, guy that, that keeps throwing out Dave, Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts can't manage a Sonic or something but like that. His, but his response led me to believe it wasn't him. No, it was. I don't think it was. It was him. far too measured. It yeah. was. It was actually nuanced and insightful. It wasn't. We were so confident, and then I walked away. I'm like, it's not him. Travis. It, it was abort mission. Set up, set up, set up, and then a good point, as opposed to Dave can't manage a yeah. Dairy Queen. Yeah. That that's kind of always the uh, the go to spot for him. Let's try one more. As at uh, Alvante in Torrance, Alvante, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. What's up, How's it going, guys? Good, man. Thanks for calling in. What do you got? Uh, I just I have one little issue about this whole wild card series, man. Like, if the Dodgers got the second best record in the league, why in the world would they be in the wild card game? Baseball needs to fix their, like, wild card and playoff system. They need to at least adapt to, like, the NFL playoffs at least. Because it's not fair for, you know, the second best team in baseball to be in the game. Appreciate Even you calling in. Pre- got- appreciate you calling in. Let me. We had some trouble with this connection there. Sure. Can I say this, Trav? Mm-hmm. What do you think Dodger fans would be saying if they won the division and Frisco was? I'm, I'm being not, honest. Not I'm that. being honest. Not that. Okay, but they should be saying that. Here we go again. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm being. <laughs> I know. You listen, are. this is why I like you. You are being sincere. If you want this to change, Dodger fans have every right to be upset that they got a game. Uh, 5 o'clock, 5.07 first pitch against the St. Louis Cardinals tonight. They mm-hmm. should be upset. But if the Dodgers ended up winning the division 
and the Giants ended up in second place. You know, I would hope that there would also be a ton of fans calling in and saying, this is BS. This is not how it should be. You don't think you don't think Dodger fans would be calling in and saying, I don't. yeah, th- this has got to change? I don't. I think they would be looking at it like, sucks for you, Card- or, uh, Giants. You should have won two but more a, games. This, but this is a common sense thing. That I, it is. I don't disagree with you. I, and I think they should change it. The Braves are setting up. You know what I mean? Like It's just kind of comical to me. Milwaukee has the opportunity to set up all their guys, and the yeah, Dodgers don't. I, 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 I agree with all that. But look, the only only time baseball should be in a one-and-done situation is in a Game 7 situation. That's it. Where you've played six games, we've split three, we got to end this, we got to figure, okay, let's see who's better today and we'll move forward. It should never be this. And I didn't, whether the Dodgers won 106 or 96 or 86, it, baseball is not meant to be a one-and-done situation. I, I really do. But, and I really, I'm being mm-hmm. serious, I really do think they're going to win tonight. I, I think that they are – everything that you've said, all the indicators point to them, but the formatics of it are the part that scare me. Not, not the team, not Wainwright, not the Cardinals. It's the formatics. Again, that's actually that's – a, that's a perfect way to put it. You know what? You're right. If they're playing the Rockies tonight, they're just playing the Rockies randomly. Yeah, Rockies can win that game. Like I, I get what you're saying. Can I throw one more thing in here? Yeah. When you mention, um, when you mention just the way the the wild card is all set up, you mentioned uh-huh. just kind of the step, this whole thing. I even kind of take it a step further. For the Dodgers, when you say that it's a game seven, like a game seven, it really is not a game seven. You know, one of the unique things about watching a seven-game set, whether in baseball or in basketball, you're seeing the same squad every single time. You know this pitcher likes this. You know, like I'm saying, you get a chance, a couple opportunities against a specific pitcher. You know the bullpen guy. This is such a random shot. When's the last time these two squads played each other? Was it in September? Ago. Yeah. Nobody's remembering the Cardinals versus the Dodgers a month ago, which I think they went two and two. Okay, so we'll take some more Dodger calls as well. Emily, I saw you sent me a text a second ago. I just saw the. It, did Derek Carr respond to Joey Bosa? Yes, he did. He had a he had a, a okay, bit of a word good. to say to uh, Mr. Bosa. He should. Okay. What the hell did he wait a couple <laughs> days for? There you go. We're going to find out what Derek Carr said back to Joey Bosa after he got called out yesterday. And we'll do can that you next. do one other thing? Um, Tingler, if you can bring that back at some point, selling cotton candy out in the outfield, that'd be fantastic. Let's see what I can do for you. Okay. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I have a question for you that yeah. I don't, I don't yep. know if you can answer. I didn't know I got a chance to hear that back. It was a lot different hearing why, it back. Why would uh-huh. I do an impression? Do I yell? Like I didn't, I didn't just do a Boston accent. I did a guy yelling at the top of his lungs with a Boston accent. It's confidence. That's <laughs> that what it is. Because the louder you are, people might actually believe you. You might not. Nothing that came out of your mouth, people should have bought. You did Jace Tingler. You just did Jace Tingler. Jace Tingler. Popcorn, shock, peanuts, cotton candy, not cracker back jack. With the Padres. Can't tell the players without a program. But yeah. he might remain with the organization. You yeah, yelled it out loud. Vendor. And everybody was in. You're Coca-Cola, Ross? Cola, <laughs> lemonade, frozen lemonade, Kulaku. Who wants a Kulaku? Those are bad. good. Those are good. Those are good. Your those Ross good. is the only one that's kind yeah. of more subdued. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Uh, flipping channels last night, and I landed on TNT or TBS or whatever, and a Friends rerun was on. And I, hand to God, it was, hi. Right when I flipped, I'm like, see? I, my, my impression, I feel better about it uh, in the moment. You got uh, a little fantasy preview for us, Lee? Yeah, so here's what we got. It's time for the Stat Hero Fantasy Preview. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy hi. app partner of Travis and the Sliwa Show. Um who you taking tomorrow? So kind of think about this, all right? This is Russell Wilson had a pretty good game against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Obviously, Matt Stafford is coming off a bad loss loss against Arizona. Who who are you taking here as we kind of put together our fantasy players? So I'm looking at this, and the lineup that I want to go up against, I'm looking at this 6 by 6 matchup, and Ezekiel Elliott, Devontae Adams, Matt Stafford. I don't Mm -hmm. like going up against a Ram. That always makes it. Plus a Ram that has a little something to kind of go. I'm going to play against Devontae Adams, Swift, uh, Hunter Henry, Matt Ryan, which, by the way, is a dead man walking. That sounds good. (laughs) I'll go against Matt Ryan. Yeah, Jefferson here, and we got Carter from the Jets. I'm going to play that second lineup. The Matty Ice early games is what it's called. All right, you want to play this weekend? Remember, you got a game coming up tomorrow as well. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sleeve Show. Just do what Travis does. He just picks all Dodgers and, and Cooper Cup. And Rams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all Dodgers and Cooper Cup. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710 ESPN for 300% back on your first play. Okay, so yesterday, after Monday Night Football, you and I played some sound from Joey Bosa that we played both it 38 was times. pretty wild. Yeah, well, we here comes number 39, because let's listen to this. This is not just, you know, we got some pressure on him, and you know it was effective for us, and we, we, we put him in some tough situations. This is Joey Bosa really saying some stuff about Derek Carr. Uh, we knew once we hit him a few times, he really gets shook, and, and you saw on, on CeCe's sack, he was pretty much curling into the ball before we even got back there so um great dude great player he's been having a great year but we know once you get pressure on him he kind of shuts down and he's not as effective okay pressure on him he shuts down yeah no he curls, curls up, up in the ball, ball yeah. before we hit him mm-hmm. okay that that's in a key part yeah. of this this is but just the quarterback shook. he's just talking about the quarterback he's not talking about a field goal kicker that missed a 51 yarder and has got to go up again <laughs> with a game on the line no this is a quarterback that will curl up in a ball here's uh his response this is Derek Carr talking about Joey Bosa earlier today this is from Paul Gutierrez who covers the uh the Raiders uh, I love Joey. He knows that. We've gone back and forth talking crap. Emotional day for them. He's entitled to his opinion, almost like he watched the game in reverse. We'll see them again. He went on to say he did piss me off, so good job on that. Here's what I know for sure. Joey Bosa's better at doing this than Derek Carr is. Joe, Joey Bosa knows how to hit those 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 tender spots with curl into a ball before we touch the mode. Then, oh, you've, you've really upset me now. Okay. You're going to fall on the ground still, or what? You know what I would have said if I was Derek Carr? If I was Derek Carr, I would have just sat back and just simply said, I look forward to playing them again. That's it. I won't say anything else. You know what? Week 18, we're going to get an opportunity to play the play the Chargers again. Let's settle the score again when we're back in Las Vegas. Line up for the Dodger game's out. It's in? It's in. Okay. Who did I say should play center field? You said Bellinger. Who did I say should play first base? You said Beatty. That's exactly what they're going to do. Is that exactly what That's it is? Exactly what they're going to do. Dave Roberts listens. Here's your mm-hmm. here's your lineup for today: Mookie Betts and right batting leadoff. You got Corey Seager in the two spot at short. Trey Turner uh, in the three hole at second. Uh, Justin Turner clean up at third. Will Smith behind the plate. AJ Pollock in left, as you would expect. And then your seven eight is Matt Beattie at first and Cody Bellinger in center. There you go. So there, there's the end. It doesn't mean that's the right decision. We'll, we'll find out. But I think no, that you, you, uh, were, you were making it, – It covers the bases the best. You were making a ton of cases yesterday. The only thing – the reason why I mentioned Taylor at center, I think yesterday you threw out to me, is a 2-1 walk ratio. Yeah, that it is. Bell, nobody's trying to sit here and make a case. There was a point in the season where Chris Taylor was – phenomenal he was batting great he was a true threat at with the bat but in September him and Bellinger were basically the same numbers at the plate but he walked twice as many times and the difference between Bellinger at center a plus outfielder let's say it went down to a b 
Chris Taylor's not going to lose you a game in center where Gavin no. Lux can lose you a game. Bellinger will get his opportunity. He'll play at center. And uh, by the way, you, uh, I guess we'll go back to this as well. You talked about Pujols would be so much more key off the bench. I am a little surprised that in this game against St. Louis, I, I thought he might get that opportunity. Well, Kyle, Peter- Kyle Peterson brought up a good point when we talked to him 10, 15 minutes ago. Um, that The thing that Pujols struggles with at this point in his career is high-end velocity. Right, guys that are, and, and by the way, that's most of Major League Baseball now. Guys that are 95 and north of that. Right, that I mean, there's a reason that 40 plus year old guys don't play major. You, you slow down a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. But Wainwright wasn't that, so I thought that that might be a possibility. You know, what? I want to I want to do this again because I got a little bounce. You hear it in my voice, Al? Absolutely. Listen, Betts, Seager, Turner, Turner, Smith, Pollock, Beatty, Bellinger, Scherzer. I like saying that. Every time I start to feel a little, you know, wonky about this thing. I'm going to repeat that because that is a really good lineup. Yeah, that's that's even without you know obviously Muncie out of the mix. Yeah, no Muncie and mm-hmm. look and Cody Bellinger is he, he hit a buck oh six I want to say in September so it's not like he's scorching hot but I like it a lot. Let's try uh, this is interesting I, I like this angle that Mo has here. Let's try Mo. Uh, you're on with Travis and Slee. Mo, what's going on? Uh, I feel I feel privileged to be on with you two guys. You guys are the best. So I'm giving a call. I am a displaced Braves fan. I'm not a Dodgers fan, so I'm calling in with a different perspective. Okay. And here's what here's what I'm saying. Number one, you guys have the, one of the highest payrolls in baseball. You have more Cy Young winners and MVPs on your team than the Padres have had in their entire team history that right now. Not lying there. Yeah. You're you're loaded. You have zero excuses. Look at the Giants. In 10 years, you guys have owned this division. And, and during that time, the Giants have won the championship three times. They weren't, they weren't the champion. They weren't the divisional champion. They, they're not making excuses. You're fortunate that there is a wild card. So people calling in saying we shouldn't have to play. They, they could be just having a divisional winner go in, and you'd be 106 win. And at home, you can't look at it that way. And you couldn't beat the Giants. So what's your excuse? You could not beat the Giants. Well, Mo, 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 yeah. let, let, let me jump in here because I, I think, you know, I, I love the perspective of you have this, you're this good of a team, you got X amount of Cy Young Award winners, and, and you're right about that. And the payrolls through the roof, all that stuff, you're right. But that doesn't change if the Atlanta Braves, you're a Braves fan, right? If the Braves won 106 games, I would be mate, and there was another team in their division that won 107. I'd be sitting with you, or I'd be sitting still in the same position, making the exact same case. It has nothing to do with. Yes, Dodgers have a tremendous advantage. Yes, they run incredibly well. Yes, the Giants won three World Series over the last was it 10, 11 years, maybe maybe a little more, a little than bit that. longer than that. But yeah, they've won three World Series in relatively recent history, and they have a chance this season as well to potentially get another one. So, yeah. with all that being said, that does not change. The way the system is built in baseball, that has nothing to do with it. Because if the Braves won it, by the way, if the Giants won 106 and the Dodgers won 107, I'd be sitting here today. I, I would. I would I, be I know barking would. I, on I'm the not, microphone saying it. I'm not calling cap on this. Did you hear that, Emily? You heard what I just said? I'm it's not TikTok. Call, for those who don't know, I'm, it's I'm TikTok. I'm not calling cap on this. That's cap. But I, I, I wouldn't. I'm going to be just be honest with you. But the, why wouldn't you? Because wouldn't if the you? Giants are on the wrong end of it, I'm happy. It's as simple as that. If the Giants are on the wrong end, I disagree with what you're telling me about yeah. your own opinion. Yeah, <laughs> if the Clippers 
If, if basketball were set and the Clippers were okay, set, what hey, if the Braves? Sorry, sorry How you about go the Braves? I, I wouldn't really care. I care because it's the Dodgers. And, and I didn't think there was a scenario where the Dodgers could win 106 and not win the division. That, you, that's the part that kind of ties me up a little bit. If you and I were both sitting here uh-huh. and the Dodgers won the division and San Francisco's in the wild card mm-hmm. game, by the time we're done with our show, I would have convinced you nah. that, yeah, you're right. Al, there's no, there, you know, like there's just some people that you just, no matter what, yeah. like you could say, no, Trav, this is a good guy. And I'm telling you, no, I'm, ne- I'm never coming over. I hate him. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the Giants. <laughs> not enough bad things can happen to the Giants. I need them to win 130 games and not go to the playoffs. Okay. As long as the Dodgers win 131. Uh, I'm going to give you some quick praise here. It Literally, what you mentioned yesterday, you and uh, and Bergman. Bergman mm-hmm. did it in the... Bergman was a quick like hallway talk. Yeah. You know, Bergman just during a commercial break. You get like 16 seconds with him. Exact lineup that you had mentioned as well, and that's what the Dodgers are going through. Yeah, look, I, I think it, it makes the most sense. It makes the most sense because it gives you the best of both worlds, arguably. It doesn't mean it's going to work. Like, I mean, put it this way. There's an argument to be made that leaving Gavin Lux on the bench is a terrible idea. I don't personally buy it, but you, if you said to me, um, you're going to take your hottest hitter sure. out of that group of guys sure. and not play him? Uh, why? Okay, that's that's a reasonable question. But I think this gives you, A, really good defense at a position where defense is very important in sure, center field. Sure. There, while I understand it's a long shot, Cody Bellinger can run into one, maybe. Mm-hmm. He can run the bases pretty well. He's fast, okay? He brings some stuff that maybe some other guys don't. And then as far as Beatty goes, you get some offense. He's hot. Mm-hmm. He's a, he had a really good weekend, which I don't really personally buy into. But he's a good. He gives you professional at bats. He's going to see a lot of pitches. He's gonna he's gonna be that guy that he's not gonna. Let's say he gets it wouldn't three be at-bats. his first time at first. He's not yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get three at bats and see seven pitches. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's going to get three at bats and he's going to see 12, 13, 14 pitches. You know another reason why I think they did this. Um, why Lux is not in this lineup. You're really depending on Mookie and Seager and Turner and Will Smith and AJ Pollock. I'm not saying that your seven eight nine is not incredibly important. Of course it is, or at least your seven eight is. But you got six guys that are so freaking good. Seager and and Trey Turner playing as good as They're baseball as anyone. Uh, you know to kind of close out the year. A lot of this also has to do with the fact is we got guys that can get us runs. Bellinger. You might you might save us a run or two in the outfield that maybe nobody else can. I hope so. I look. I, I really need this to work because I want to be. I now now it's personal. Yeah, now, no, now I want to be right. Yeah, I want the Dodgers to win, but it'd be more important for me to be right in a situation like this. We had to push it back a little bit, but you know what we're doing next, Al. It is the dump. Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Funch and I just became best friends, hundred percent. Yeah, even better friends. He's yeah. uh, very aggressively peacocking his Jackie Robinson yep. jersey, which yep. I covet a great mm-hmm. deal. It looks really, really good. And he says to me, "Oh, I've got Jackie socks too." I'm like, "Yeah, I have those too." I haven't so spoke I just, to Funches since Monday night after I lost that uh, fantasy football game against him. I have a rule: <laughs> if I lose you in fantasy, a good month and a half, two months, I don't even make eye contact with you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we have Lakers pre-post today. Every time he talks to me in my ears, I'm just going to take just, my mic off. Just take off. your headset off and headset slam him on the desk. Yeah. Like, I'm, don't, don't bother me right now. I'm not over this yet. Hovick on Twitter, Al, tweets at us. It says, let's hope that Bellinger's like Robert Ory. Sucks during the season, great in the playoffs. Did, uh, you help me out here. I remember Robert Ory being, you know, he's big shot Bob. I get, I get that. 
I don't remember Robert Ory sucking in the regulars. Not certainly not to the the degree that uh, Cody Bellinger has struggled. My man, that's not a good comp. Yeah, I didn't think so. I mean, Ory's got seven championships. Ory was hitting big he was shot a good after regular big shot too, after big shot. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a really bad example. Just because of how clutch he was, that's that's not the comp. All right, this is from Nick Simpson, and she writes, uh, "Travis, all caps, mm-hmm. stop." Okay, Uh, please stop with all the negative memories, all caps. Stop putting out that negative energy. What you focus on expands. Change your focus. Change your life. Dodgers win. Nick, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it for you. I'm I'm better. I'm in a better spot You went through the lineup, and you said you felt really good. Let me say it. Should I say it again? Yeah, say it again. Should I just say it again again so I feel good all over again? Betts, Seager, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, Smith, Pollock, Beattie at first, Bellinger in center, and Max Scherzer on the mound. Makes me feel better. Change your focus, change your life. Max Scherzer on the mound, Julio ready to go if you need him. Kenley pitching really well, pitching really well. Like he had that rough patch. Dodgers will be in Frisco on Friday. I think so too. I think so too. And I'm feeling a lot better about that. Let me uh, just throw a couple things out here. Okay. So start at 1.30. We'll do the pregame show. Remember, Lakers tip-offs at 3 p.m. And then after the Lakers game, we'll come right into this this, uh, – Cardinals uh, yep. Dodgers game as well, and we are all over it tomorrow morning at nine fifty-five. Yeah. I'm going to be screaming, or you might be doing the show alone. Those are the. Those well, you'll be screaming two. either way, whether it's no, whether you're happy or you're upset at somebody. I might, I might get worked up as we get through it, but yeah. I have a feeling we're going to be throwing a little bit of a party tomorrow morning. Right now, let's do the dump. All right, let's go back 14 years, Al. USC and Stanford. This is during the Pete Carroll era. This is in 2007. Stanford comes in with new head coach Jim Harbaugh. That's right. With a quarterback named Tavita Pritchard, who was, you know, unheralded to say the least. They were 41 point underdogs. Stanford, let me say that again. How do you have a 41 point underdog? 41 point. That's a six touchdown dog. And these are two squads in the Pac 12. It's not like you're playing out of conference and it's DeVry University. Six touchdown dog. Stanford comes in and wins the game, which, while it was a bummer as a USC fan, it did give us this. Now Jim Harbaugh will come to the center of the field to meet Pete Carroll, who is not a happy camper. No question no. about it. They don't seem very happy with each other. <laughs> they said nice game. Well, that's I'm sure it was said behind clenched teeth. I'm sure it was too. That was the hey, what's your deal game? Remember that? That this is I like this it. was the whole By the deal. way, I like Harbaugh it. comes into the Pac twelve. Yes, he's cranked up, they're beating everybody, they're just smashing people mm-hmm. left and right. And Harbaugh comes from USD, comes to Stanford That's right. and starts talking S. Starts just running his mouth and then does that. 41 point dog wins the game in the Coliseum and starts doing it. And Carolson, can I tell you something? Dude, what is your deal? Okay, you're right. (laughs) But can I tell you something? When you're a program like Stanford was at that time, like SC was at that time, Kind of got to walk in with a chip on your shoulder and, and, and telling all all your players that, yeah, we, we got no friends. By the way, when the game is over, I'm not trying to say hello to Pete Carroll and great game. I'm trying to beat your you-know-what and then call it a day. What's your deal, Sliwa? What's your deal? Oh, that's good. It's a great question. Because you just hear it's it. It's loaded with hostility. You hear the undertone of it, too. Because you, you got the broadcasters kind of talking. They want to <laughs> listen into. We got just enough mic time there. It's perfect. All right. Uh, Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau 
are going to square off in the latest edition of the match. We've seen this a couple of times. We've seen Tiger and Phil. We've seen Tom Brady, Peyton Manning involved in things like this. We just had one with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. But this is just Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka who hate each other on Thanksgiving. Okay. I got a question for you. Right. You are you get a lot more interested in storylines like this. Yeah. Is this something of interest? Not even a little bit. I love golf. Do, do these two dudes genuinely hate each other? Yes. Then why wouldn't it be of interest? Because it's fake. It's a it's an exhibition. It's not a, if this was for the U.S. Open and they're playing together in the final group and they're trying to win the Masters or the U.S. Open or something and they're within a shot or two of each other. That's a real grudge match with something significant. They're gonna play for a lot of money. I got bad news for you. Brooks Kepka, super rich guy. Bryson DeChambeau, super rich guy. Their their hatred. It's fake hate at this point. I Do want we you know guys why they to, hate each other? Yeah, because. DeChambeau is the guy that goes out of his way to tell you he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. And and by the way, he might be. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty smart guy. But he's that guy that's constantly telling you the way that you do it is wrong. And Kepka is a far more accomplished player mm. than DeChambeau is. Kepka's kind of the anti DeChambeau. And they hate each other. Their personalities so, couldn't be more. So different. no need to watch this. Nah, if you're not watching it, then I shouldn't be I watching it. I love golf and I like television golf, and I'm not watching this. I'm going to skip this okay, one along the done. way. 1993, Michael Jordan announced is his first retirement from the Bulls. Did you for one Today, second... Today, 1993? Yeah. Wow. When, when he said, hey, I'm out, did you for a second think that he was really out, or did you always know, okay, he might be gone for a minute, but he's coming back? Well, I was 11, so I didn't know if I had much thoughts on all that, but I... I how young you are. Well, just, just let me say this. When he left... He left to... This one, he left to go play baseball, right? Yes. Okay, so he leaves to go play baseball. He had won three championships in a row. When he came back... Remember the death of his father, too? That's right. That's right. When he came back, I think there was the hoopla that came with him being back, and then eventually retiring again, and then coming back with the Wizards. Jordan did this, I'm done, I'm not done, a couple different times, just kind of going back to those times. I don't know if I can remember this specifically, but some of the biggest moments in sports is when MJ is in front of a camera saying that he's done playing. Yeah, no, it, I, I remember. I was not 11 years old when mm-hmm. that happened. You were 37. <laughs> not 37. far off. Not quite, but you're uh, you're getting warm there. It was one of those, all right, what is he going to go do? Is he going to go coach for a year? Like He's coming back. It was just a question of how long he was going to be gone. It wasn't until the second retirement where I'm like, you know what, that might actually be the end of Michael Jordan. Did you like that 30 for 30? With uh, him in minor league baseball, did you ever okay. watch it? Oh, yeah, it was great. It, well, if, okay, so it was it was okay. I love the thirty for thirty series, and there's very few that have not hit me right. The Michael Jordan baseball story. I, I'm sorry if you have a bunch of people lined up telling me that he was a good baseball player. I'm I'm, I'm out. Terry Terry Francona was was talking as if he was. And Terry Francona Ramirez, a, a, a longtime major league yeah. player yeah. and longtime major league manager. He was his manager in the mm-hmm. minor leagues, and I get it. And I get Terry Francona knows more baseball than me. Dude, I saw him swing a bat. Stop. Stop. I get it. He's your guy. You don't want to say bad things about my – I get it. I saw it's him a Hall swing of Famer. a bat. Stop. It's a Hall of Famer not in baseball. baseball. He's not. No, he's a Hall of Famer in baseball. <laughs> no, all right. Let's go to the next one. Um, there are some sketches that are out there that uh, were sketched by Muhammad Ali. Yep. And you're a big you're a big painter yourself, correct? <laughs> yeah. They, me and uh, Bob Ross, we were basically the same guy. They sold for nearly a million bucks, 945000 in wow. change. You, you and I saw them this morning. Yeah. Um, they, I, I'm not an art critic, so what yep. do I know? They yep. look kind of rudimentary to me. What do I know? But uh, this, These are sketches million? from Muhammad Ali. Uh-huh. If you told me Muhammad Ali was at Denny's 
30 years ago, and this is the napkin that he used, I would say I'm going to put six grand on that napkin. So to answer your question, uh, it doesn't matter what Muhammad Ali did, whatever he did, I'm in. It looks like he did it with MS Paint in 1993. But it's Muhammad Ali. I get it, but it's MS Paint from 1993. What was I listening to? I think I was listening to Mason and Ireland where they were talking about, was it Michael Jordan's draws or something like that sold for, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars or something along those lines? what? His, His underwear? Yeah. How much? A couple thousand, something like that. Well, if it's <laughs> one of the greats, the people are going to buy them. Yeah. See, I'm going to- I'll gonna, take an Ali sketch over Jordan's uh, I'm going to challenge the loom. my, uh, my or channel, I should say, my slee. Yeah, they mm-hmm. might have, but they shouldn't. <laughs> you know, that I, I hear you. I know that it did happen, but I, I just don't know that it should have happened. You ready for Lakers talk? Yeah, I'm ready to do it. Not Lakers talk, Lakers pregame show. Toyota Countdown to tip off. Um, if you want to catch the podcast, ESPN app or on iTunes, all three and a half hours- Lakers coming next. Lakers coming up next. Dodger baseball will break it all down tomorrow morning, 9.55 on Travis and Slee. We'll see you then.